turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. heard the expression less is more but most of us don't really believe that we subscribe to the theory that if a little is good then a lot has got to be better and that's probably what Gideon thought as he assembled an army to fight for the Israelites but apparently God had other plans as he frequently does and ended up proving that less really is more when God's in the picture don't miss this we'll be right back Welcome back to Psalm 95, the radio outreach ministry of the National Christian Choir from the greater metropolitan area surrounding our nation's capital. I'm Kathy Bowman, your host for this weekly time of worship, featuring scripture, commentary, and the inspiring music of the choir, all designed to encourage you as you follow Christ. And I'm delighted that you found time today to join me here as we explore the question that confronts us all at some point in our lives. Can less really be more? I know for a fact that sometimes it can be. For instance, as I was cleaning out my folks' home prior to selling it recently and had to deal with an extraordinary accumulation of stuff, I quickly became a true believer that less really could be more. Less stuff would have meant more space, more time freed up from having to deal with what to do with the stuff, and more appreciation for the items that were meaningful when not overshadowed by a mountain of the meaningless. A few moments ago, I mentioned Gideon. The story of his battle against the Midianites, as recorded in Judges 7, provides a wonderful example of less being more. We'll begin reading in verse 1. Early in the morning, Gideon and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me saying, My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. So Gideon took the men down to the water. Then the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps, from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped, 
I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. So in two swift strokes, God pared Gideon's army down from 32,000 to 300. Now, I don't know exactly what Gideon was thinking when God did that, but I'm pretty sure he must have had at least a few misgivings until God told him that he was going to deliver the enemy into their hands. Sometimes we have to step out by faith when walking in obedience to God. We may not see God's end game, but we can always trust him to be faithful in bringing about a victory in his timing and with his methods. In the lies of the soul.
account of Gideon's battle with the Midianites in which God brings victory through the seriously depleted ranks of a once populous army is preceded in Scripture by a look at who Gideon was. In chapter 6 of Judges, we see that he was not a great warrior with many victories under his belt. In fact, he considered himself to be the least qualified among his family and sought reassurance from God twice that he was hearing his call to him correctly. Let's read some of those verses. I believe you just might find that Gideon's self-doubt strikes a familiar chord. We'll start in verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. So, first off, Gideon doubts that the Lord is really with him because of all the negative things that have happened to the Israelites. And isn't that just like us sometimes, saying, God, where were you? when problems surface and attacks come. And then Gideon expresses complete self-doubt that he's up to the task. That's a familiar sentiment for many of us, too. And yet, God says he will be with Gideon. And he will be with us, too, in spite of our failures, our doubts, our status in life, or any other criterion that people are usually evaluated by. God plus one is always a majority. So when we bring him into the picture... Less immediately becomes more. There is no higher name, no higher power, no greater authority than the God we serve. And as we learn to depend on Him more and more, and on ourselves less, we will see unparalleled victory and blessing in our lives. I guess I love the story of Gideon because I find such commonality between his feelings of doubt and weakness and what so many of us experience from time to time in our faith walk. Not only did Gideon challenge God for what seemed to him like God's abandonment of Israel, and then go on to claim that he wasn't really qualified for what God was asking him to do, but after all that, he questioned whether, in fact, it was God who was calling him. He asked for a sign that it indeed was God speaking. Well, after the offering Gideon prepared was consumed by fire and the angel of the Lord disappeared, Gideon was finally a believer. But his assurance didn't last long. Soon after that, we find Gideon asking God for another sign, not once, but twice. He wanted to be assured of the victory God had promised. So I guess we're in good company when we have questions and feel like we need reassurance from God as to the path he's calling us to travel. Thankfully, God is always faithful to meet our need and give us the assurance that we long for.
Apostle Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthian church, talks about how God makes more out of less in verses 26 through 29. Brothers, consider the time of your calling. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly and despised things of the world and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast in his presence. Isn't that just what God said to Gideon as he kept reducing the numbers in his army? It is so like God to show himself strong through what appears in our eyes as weakness. With God, less really is more. It's his specialty. After all, look at the way he sent his son to earth to save us. It wasn't as a mighty warrior with obvious strength and military skill. No, God sent Jesus as a helpless baby, born in the most humble of conditions. And while I know it's not the Christmas season, I want to share a beautiful song that expresses this concept of less really being more, evidenced in the birth of such a small king.
Well, we are all out of time on today's broadcast, but before I go, I have some exciting things to share with you. First of all, make sure your calendars are marked for Saturday, June 30th. That's the date of the choir's exciting patriotic concert. We're offering two presentations that day at 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock p.m. The location is Hanover First Church of God in Hanover, Pennsylvania. This is a free concert and a love offering will be received for the choir. Seating is on a first-come, first-served basis, so plan to arrive early for best seating. Doors open one hour in advance of each concert. You definitely will not want to miss the choir singing the stirring favorites that honor God and praise Him for the freedoms we enjoy here in America. I know you'll come away inspired and uplifted. So plan to join us on Saturday, June 30th at Hanover First Church of God in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Again, performances are at 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock p.m. Now let me remind you that the choir is working on two very special recordings to be released next fall, and you'll want to be sure to put in an advance order for them. First of all, those of you who were able to attend the Splendor of Christmas this past December will remember how glorious the music was in those concerts. Well, we're putting that music on a recording of the same title, The Splendor of Christmas, and it promises to be one of the choir's best Christmas albums. Favorites such as Sing We Now of Christmas, That Little Baby, Christ is Born, Little Drummer Boy, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, and many more will be included. And then we're releasing Hymn Sing Volume 1, the first in a series we're starting that will feature hymns of various styles. This first volume will be Homecoming Hymns, those well-loved songs heard at camp meetings, church homecomings, and other gatherings where the singing was robust and heartfelt. Songs such as Victory in Jesus, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, When We All Get to Heaven, He Lives, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, In the Garden, The Old Rugged Cross, and many more are included. So visit our website now and order your copies at a special, discounted, pre-release price. Here's the website, nationalchristianchoir.org. Again, nationalchristianchoir.org. Or call us toll-free at one 800 599-4710 again that's 1-800-599-4710 coming up next weekend is an exciting opportunity for those of you who have a gift of singing and love to sing for the Lord the National Christian Choir is holding auditions in Montgomery County, Maryland on Saturday, June 2nd and Sunday, June 3rd just email us at nccauditions at nationalchristianchoir.org to reserve your audition time. Again, that's nccauditions at nationalchristianchoir.org. We'd love to have you consider joining us in this exciting ministry. Once again, this is Kathy Bowman thanking you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in again next week as we worship together here on Psalm 95 with the National Christian Choir. Lord, 